Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. Uh, we can't have that in the episode. <laughs> no, we can't. It was so that's good, a, though. It was so good. That's a little too on the nose. It was so good, though. It was. It is so good. All right, I, it I is so good. That one. is hilarious. I gotta think of a new one. Oh, there's god. no way we can keep that in the episode. Oh, god. That, that one was for you and Dylan. All right. Um, uh, and my original intro has, has been censored out for, for reasons. <laughs> can I even say that? Good enough. Can I even specify that? No, they could probably guess. We already have gotten comments on how our first episode of the year was already dated when it came out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Cause we were, we were so optimistic. Uh, we were so optimistic. Uh, <laughs> uh but hey, speaking of optimism, Sean, we are on one of the biggest good episode streaks that we've ever had. We, uh, it's true. only like three, I think, that I've liked in a row. But that is still one of the biggest streaks we've ever had. <laughs> Sometimes I like to take care of you, buddy. I'm I'm hoping that that it continues. I'm hoping whether whether it's some some intriguing show, some moe bullshit, a potato chip show, whatever is there. Uh, I I am I'm hoping we continue that streak. Well, Rem, I'll be honest. I've been putting something off. I don't like the sound of that. Well, it doesn't really affect you oh, all, all right, that much. Cool. I mean, I mean, it does affect you because I mean, you're in the show, and you know, it's what you're, it's about what you're going to be watching. I mean, that 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 remains to be that, true. That feels like it directly affects me. Then no, 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 no. See, because it's the the hardest thing about being an anime content creator, Remington, uh, is sometimes people care about your opinions. Uh, that that is that is true. Um, for I I would say dubiously. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, uh, people people really have a strong uh, feeling when you uh, say what your favorite thing is, you know? Some people are like, oh, your favorite pizza is a pepperoni? That's fine, a little basic, a little simple, but that's pretty good. But then you say your favorite pizza is Hawaiian, and then you have a civil war on your hands. Yup, yup. Uh, shit will get pretty fucked in that case. Yeah, 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 and I don't think, I think for the sake of... Our protection. Uh, that's not a line we should cross on where we stand in the uh, the pineapple on pizza department because I feel like I feel like either way we will uh, be caught in the crossfire. As it were. <laughs> so we we we've dealt with a lot of controversy, but that crosses the line. No man, no man. Whether or not you approve or not of uh, pineapple on pizza, it it, it I I just don't want to get of all the things that have caused potential harm to ourselves. I feel like that's probably not the hill we want to die on. <laughs> Oh, uh, but, but but what is the hill we want to die on, Sean? What, what? Well, it's it's gonna be an anime-related hill, probably. Yep, sounds about right. What's the hill we're dying on this week? Or at least that uh, I'm dying so, on. So, Rem, the thing I've been putting off is uh, announcing what I think are probably my favorite anime of 2020. Yeah, let, let's let's make some. Let's hear these hot takes. Uh, and I'll be honest, Rem. Uh, this year was much harder than previous years. Uh, not necessarily because there were so many really, really good anime to choose from. Mm. Or it's more along the lines of, 
I, there were a lot of really solid shows, but none of them screamed to me, this is it. This is my anime of the year. There, there wasn't an obvious top dog for you. No, no. There's like a lot of really good solid uh, contenders for it, but there was never like, I thought I had it nailed at the beginning of the year. Uh, but then I was like, oh no, wait, that's a pretty good show too. But oh, there's also this one and this one's good fun. And I'm enjoying this one a lot right now. It, it's just been kind of hard to narrow it down to really put a pin in it. That's fair. Uh, so I've kind of narrowed it down to three. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, as is tradition. Because, I mean, it was easy to figure it out, you know, previous years. I mean, 2018, uh, Place Further Than the Universe, easy. 2019, Promise Neverland, easy. Uh, this year, most of my true favorites were second seasons, and I refuse to count those amongst my favorite of the year because that's that's cheating. It's a cop-out. As far as I'm concerned. Because, like, I feel like if it's a second season, it automatically disqualifies it from that running. Yeah. Like, that's just a cop-out answer. It's like, oh, well, I really liked My Hero Academia this year. Uh, well, yeah, of course you did, because you watched the other three seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's like then every year, My Hero Academia, every time a, a new season comes out, that's the winner. Wow. Yeah, and Kaguya-sama uh, season two was awesome this year. I loved it to death. But again, it's like, you've already seen the one, so how can it be your favorite this year? It's just not fair. It's not fair to all the other new IPs that have come out. So are, uh, are, are you doing as you've done in previous years and giving me a choice? I am. All right. If, if I know anything, I'm going to be presented with a couple of words and then forced to choose based on that. I mean, that's way more fun, isn't it? <laughs> All right, uh, what, what's the first contender? What words am I working with to try and solve this fucking riddle? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. And hilariously, that's the most blatant hint I have. <laughs> it, it, so is that the whole hint, just Freddie Mercury? Freddie Mercury, yep. All right, cool, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> number two. Uh, number two uh, is, man, I wish I was creative. <laughs> Okay, you you you've you've gone more thematic this time, whereas previously you've done more abstract words. Like, yeah, vague abstract uh, synopses related. Okay. These are just kind of vibes. As vibes. The kids okay. Say. So Freddie Mercury, man, I wish I was creative. And mm, uh, see, even now I'm having a hard time. Uh, eh, fuck it. We'll, we'll go with the easy one. Uh, dumb. Yubi Yubi. Yubi Yubi. Uh, that's finger in Japanese, by the way. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Uh, now I will attempt and likely fail to interpret these before making my choice. Freddie Mercury, yep. I my immediate mind obviously would go like an idol anime, right? Um, right. Perhaps a male idol anime, which would be a change of pace. Like, it, its best version would be like Yuri on Ice, but idol anime, I think, is like... Just some nice... A uh, healthy guy-on-guy guy, uh, romantic <laughs> singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the best that I can interpret from Freddie Mercury. Yeah, no, I, did, I wouldn't have expected anything less. I, I Let's see, I wish I was more creative. That one, um, th this one is feeling very slice of life, right? Um, maybe this one also seems like a, a passion project. Yuri on Ice, Your Lion April, etc., etc., right? It's going to be some character is super interested in writing or drawing uh, or painting or sculpture or something like that, right? And they, they are pursuing that. That's that's my thoughts for that one. And then Yubi Yubi. I will say the last one is one we've talked about in previous episodes. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> We we've talked. Did I know we were talking about it? Yes. Yes. 
So it's well, I, is it a name I would recognize? Uh, I don't think so because it's a it's a very Japanese title. Okay, but it was it, it's one of the ones when I last gave you a choice. Okay, so I'm thinking when I hear Yubi Yubi, I'm thinking of like that finger thing that's been popularized. You know, the shy finger thing, placing your fingers together and poking them. Blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, it, okay. it's an anime thing that's become popularized. I think like on TikTok and shit. So I mean that that's been a gesture in anime and Japanese media for years. But I guess it's getting popular on TikTok now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's become uh, nice and westernized by the e-girls. And as they do, as, as they are prone yes. to do. So that's sort of, that's where my mind immediately goes. So we're going to have like a shy protagonist, alternatively, Freddy Krueger. Those are, <laughs> those are the... <laughs> I'm your boyfriend now. <laughs> oh, God. Um. All right. I'm not going fingers. Fuck you. Um, get the fuck out of here. That one's that one's out. It's between Freddie Mercury and I wish I was more creative. Um, oh, see, Freddie Mercury, it intrigues me, but I feel like it is more likely to be something I am less interested in. Um, due to the connections that I've made. Um, idol anime, they can be good, but I feel like I've yet to see an idol anime that I like loved. Which this is assuming it's an idol anime, which is all I have. Um, but yeah, so I've yet to see one I love, so I'm less interested in choosing that one so i am officially going to go with i wish i was more creative okay cool thank you for not choosing the last one because that was the one i was least confident in yeah, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh the last one was uh jujutsu kaisen by the way does that sound familiar no not at all oh no well we briefly talked about it when we were discussing new anime of the season okay cool <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it, it's fine. Well, fuck you, it, Jujutsu Kaisen. bullshit. You don't guys, need to worry oh, about it. Oh, right thank God, now. I made a good choice then, or at least a better choice. Well, you never know. You've been enjoying a lot of edgy stuff lately, so I figured it'd be <laughs> nice true. to round out the month. It has been potato chip month. Uh, uh, and uh, I will say, uh, you were completely wrong on the first one as well. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, first one, uh, I won't go into too much detail on that first one. That first one is just one called Great Pretender. Oh, I, uh, I, I like the title of it. I like title's it. really, really good. Uh, and I said Freddie Mercury because the ED is sung by Freddie Mercury. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, what? Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. What? Uh, you didn't choose that one, so you're not going to get any more information <laughs> on that, I'm afraid. Excuse uh, me? They, we might come to it eventually. They got Fre <laughs> what in the world? Okay. Uh, and, so and no, Freddie Mercury is not back from the grave. They just used one of his songs. I... I <laughs> <laughs> they brought him back from the grave just so he could sing a brand new anime. <laughs> I mean, I, I would bring Freddy back for a multitude of reasons. That would probably be a pretty solid one. I mean, either way, the licensing fees must be significant. Oof, yeah, well, well, it's a Netflix anime, so. Oh, okay. That may, okay. You've saying that, I, that makes so much more sense now. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you don't need to worry about that one. It's probably one of the one that you really enjoyed. Oh, fuck. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, so instead, Remington, today we are going to be talking about, uh, Eisoken Niwa Tewo Dasuna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea what, what, uh, that, uh, slew of Japanese uh, Repeat was? it for me one more time. Uh, Eisoken Niwa Tewo Dasuna. All right. Well, um, this is all about... Um, it's, it's a show about the Renaissance, right? Um, or at least that's what it sort of is. It starts out in the Renaissance 
where we see Leonardo da Vinci himself uh, working on his many inventions. Um, he gets isekai'd into the modern world where uh, he's so infatuated with everything that his inventions... He, at first, he's sort of bummed because, like, everything he tried to invent is now, like, here but better. Um, but he's so fascinated by, like, technology and everything. And while being super interested in technology, uh, since he gets isekai'd to Japan, obviously, uh, he gets a digital girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> like, a little robot girlfriend, basically, companion. And it's the coolest thing for him. So he turns into uh, just a bit of an otaku uh, shut-in, obsessed with all of the brand new shit. Uh, and he works on his weeby inventions. So you're saying... <laughs> so you're saying... I'm going all in here. I am, I'm not doing that, half measures. That So we've got Da Vinci simping for VTubers, is yes. what you've got. Yes. Very <laughs> Hilariously, much so. Hilariously, I would watch that. I, I would unironically watch that, and I think I'd love it. It could be well done. Yeah, just the idea of Leonardo Da Vinci becoming the biggest otaku and simping for VTubers. I... I I would love that. That would be great. Uh, unfortunately, that's not what this is. Damn shame. Yeah. No, it's a shame. Shame. That could have been my anime of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. If someone wants to make it, it will win. Uh, we would like some royalties, though. You know, <laughs> at the very least, like a couple bucks. I mean, give us a shout out. Yeah, a shout out would be nice. Uh, but no, uh, Remington, uh, the direct translation of it, of that title is definitely not going to help you much either. Oh, perfect. Uh, it's, it's title is Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. I don't like the sound of it. Don't worry, it's not lewd. Okay, thank God. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what this anime is, Remington, is it's a semi, uh, surreal, yet very innocent and hopeful look at the idea of creating anime. Nah, fuck. Hey, hey, don't jump to conclusions so quickly. I am jumping to many conclusions. Stop. You're supposed to look before you leap, Remington. I've already, I've, I've, done... I've leapt. I am blind and leaping. <laughs> I'm a blind leaping boy. Remington, how many times have my top three anime of the year, like, let you down? Um, all right, let me play a game to try. All right, so we saw, oh, okay. We, we saw the two you mentioned previously and both were really good. Yes. Um, so yeah, zero times out of two thus far, but that could change. It could change. And then plus my uh, other three, we've seen Violet Evergarden, which was in that top three. You enjoyed it. Yep. Even though fucking water. Yep. Okay. Look, man, we can't bring that up again. <laughs> The flames on that one have finally died down, doused by the weirdly animated water. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to bring back old wounds. Stabbing the knife in ain't gonna help. Uh, but more specifically, uh, this is a show about three friends. Uh, uh, Midori Asakusa. Oh God, uh, Japanese. Uh, oh God, no hate notes. Come back, come back. I miss you. You're you're my best friend. Uh, Sayaka Kanamori and uh, Subame Mizuka uh, Mizusaki. Awesome. I've already forgotten all of the names. Don't worry. When you watch it, you'll like the show, so you'll actually retain them. Ooh, That's usually how ooh, it goes uh, with you. It, it's rare that that Sean gives a confident guess that I'll like it. Like if you don't, I'm just probably gonna cry. <laughs> I mean, just because I'm prone to it at this point. I'm a very emotional man because of you. Yep. Uh, but uh, this is a story about these three friends. Uh, specifically, uh, Midori Asakusa is a bit strange and likes to view the world a little bit differently from the average person. She almost always has her nose in a sketchbook and uh, is constantly drawing detailed landscapes, backgrounds, uh, contraptions, and just constantly flexing her imagination. Okay, so is it going to be like she does the background, someone else does the character, someone else does the story? I mean... I don't want to... 
I don't want to just. I don't. I don't want to just jump to conclusions like that. Remember, you know, I, 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 I'd like to, you know, leave a little bit of mystery, oh, a little of bit course, of gravitas. Of course. <laughs> and uh, the only thing that keeps her grounded in reality is her best friend, uh, Sayaka Kanamori. All right. Uh, yeah, they are basically. Physically speaking, they are very different. Uh, Kanamori is just this tall, lanky, uh, lean girl, whereas uh, uh, Asuka's uh, uh, Midori is just small and childlike and, like, a little round. I'm not going to say super round, but she's definitely got, like, that round visage, as it were. Is she chubby? Not, eh, not particularly, she, but you could. Is she anime she's just, chubby? Sure. Which Let's means go with any that. amount of fat on the body at all. She's got. She looks like she has very pinchable cheeks. Is what I'm. Trying to say. <laughs> okay, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one day they encounter uh, Mizusaki Subame, uh, and uh, who happens to be the uh, a model and a bit of a rich girl, you know, and, and doesn't have many friends because of it. Yep. With them all and, being uh, girls, this is a cute girls doing cute things anime. A little bit, yes, but not not your typical moe fair. Okay. It's it's a lot more artistic, let's say. Ooh, ooh. Uh and they find out that they just essentially have a connection through the love of anime. Well, and one of together the worst kinds they of all but I'll accept it. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I love all of our Ren. listeners and our community that b- binds together and in, and our lovely Discord community. I love all of you. Um but <laughs> Ren. If I didn't like anime, would you still be friends with me? Yeah. Oh. That's very oh, much I see. so. Oh, Pro- we just wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, or we'd have a different podcast. I don't know, man. It'd probably just be movies, and then you'd be just as oh, frustrated. Oh, fuck. God damn it. But at least they'd be good. Uh- <laughs> hey! Is this the thanks I get after treating you to almost a full month of shows that you've actually rated positively? Is this the thanks I get? Keep going, bud. Keep going, he says. Keep going. Bah. But uh, they uh, find that they have a good connection with uh, anime. And uh, Mizusaki, uh, turns out, since she's a model, she likes drawing people and clothing and (laughs) other stuff, you know, and characters and stuff. Oh, how how surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And uh, Kanamori, her special skill set is she loves money. (laughs) 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 You draw the the landscape, you draw the people, I shall get the money. I mean, yeah, kind of. That that's kind of the start. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and yeah, so sensing a money-making opportunity, uh, Kanamori uh, suggests they start an animation club, which they describe as a motion picture club, since the school already had an anime club. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then it's just a story of them trying to produce anime to change the world uh, from their perspective. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, this whole anime is essentially just a love letter to not only anime as a whole, but animation as a whole. Just the idea of creating a story through drawings that move. And to be clear, this anime about anime, you think I will like it. Yeah. Okay. It's a hey, it's a bold hey. claim, but okay. I'll t- I will give you the benefit of the doubt, Sean. Rem, you do realize that Anime also just means animation in general, right? You do know that animation is a universal thing. It's a global thing. And there are good, like, animation can be respected and loved in all ways, right? And animation is good. You like animation, don't you? Animation is great. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to be combative on me with this one, aren't you? No, I'm sad I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. 
doubt. I'm, I'm being nice and generous and charitable. Your benefit of the doubt has a smirk. It, it may or may not have a smirk, but it's not going full-blown snark until I see the product. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like we should just stop right here. I feel like I feel like I'm not certain I want to share this with you anymore. If, if you're just gonna be like this, you're just gonna take the things I like and enjoy and then drive them into the ground. What did I do to deserve this, Remington? What did I do? I mean, we're almost to three years going. <laughs> 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 Three healthy years of building a relationship. Oh, yes. Very, very healthy. What a healthy friendship we have. <laughs> we surely do not feel any schadenfreude or any pleasure in another one's pain. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. We are, we are good, wholesome, say-so boys. Uh, so with that, Rem, do you have any questions or shall we jump into Let, it? Let's jump into it, Sean. All right. And without further ado, let's jump into Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. Hey, y'all. In an effort to reduce the number of threatening legal emails we get from both anime studios and music rights holders, we will no longer be including a section from the song's opening or ending song. And we're going to be replacing it with a song specifically commissioned for our use. In the meantime, here's a fun sound effect to signify the passing of time between parts one and two of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. And Rem, do you actually understand what Azoken is now? Uh, yeah, it, it's just it, film. It's film. Yeah, yeah it's film it. club, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's film club. Yeah, I figured I'd give you a little bit of a mystery with the I title. I mean, I still, I still don't it. completely understand the title, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the general idea is that uh, they're trying to get their club going and their whole studio going, and they don't want anybody to mess with it, essentially, from uh, the outside. Okay, sure, why not? Why yeah, not? That, that's the basic gist of it, because, I mean, they have a lot of struggles with uh, creating their stories and animation and being a proper club without overlapping with other clubs, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, uh, so Sean, I, I want to mention, before I get into my thoughts, feelings, and going over the show, so uh, you, you, you were... Pretty confident that I was going to like this show. I, I I was less confident and more hopeful just because I would probably be very sad if you didn't. <laughs> but I'm sad all the time, so I suppose that's for the status quo. <laughs> it's, it's the default setting anyway, so you know. Just... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> if only it wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, let, let, let's see if if those those hopes and dreams that you have are borne out in reality, Sean. Uh, so episode one, we open up with uh, is it Asazuki? <laughs> Asazuki. You're mixing a few names there. Uh, Asakusa. Asakusa. Of course. Uh, I will refer to her either as Asa or Kusa. <laughs> and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You might want to be a little careful there, mate. I know your Japanese ain't the greatest, uh, but uh, Kusa could very easily translate to shit. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's, it's probably in your best interest not to call one of the main characters shit the whole show. Unless they are deserving of such, which I do not think they are in this I don't know. Case. I don't know. Uh, Asuka, she's a little shit. She's... Yes, yes, she's, she, she is. She is the an epitome of uh, a gremlin. Uh, yes, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we open up, uh, and it's basically just Asa uh, loving anime and spying. Uh, blah, blah, blah. She, she loves anime. That's, that's the intro. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, and immediately, like, the art style of, like, of her. And then uh, we, we quickly meet her friend, uh, Kanamori. And the, the style and the characterization is so pronounced. Yep. Uh, it's, it's not just your standard, like, obviously it's still very anime style, but it's their own anime style, which I can so strongly appreciate, especially after at this point seeing far more anime than I would have ever liked in my lifetime. It's always nice to get something that's even a little bit different and distinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we, we, we see Asa, she's like spying and watching, uh, the, her, her town, right? And Kanamori, uh, who's her friend, uh, who's much more serious. Kanamori is, is the straight man of the group, just very, uh, keeps things on rails and emphasizes the absurdity around her, right? So she's the Dylan? She's the Dylan, uh, yeah, okay. 100%. <laughs> uh... And so they they're they're chatting right, and Asa wants to go to anime club, but she doesn't want to do so alone because that's terrifying. Uh, As and... someone who's had to do that in the past, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so she bribes Kanamori with milk uh, to go with her. Uh, Kanamori, big fan of milk, big fan of milk. I mean, yeah, makes the bones grow good. <laughs> Have you seen how tall and lengthy she is? She, she is needs very that extra tall. bone. Yeah, Asa, small little gremlin. Uh, Kanamori, tall, big troll girl. Uh, (laughs) neither one of those descriptions are meant to be derogatory. I know they're not meant to be, Rem, but you don't have to be so obtuse with your metaphor. (laughs) I guess I could say, like, if I'm going creatures, I could go, like, Ent. She's just a tree girl. She's just tree. tall and I mean, rigid. her expression is pretty wooden most of the time, it, so I suppose that works. It's true, uh, which is amazing. So they go to Anime Club, uh, and they, they go to watch. Uh, amazingly, uh, this show has done something that I can't recall any other anime we've seen doing yet, um, but it has had not just one token black character, but multiple black characters and that that's frankly uh just astonishing to see an anime uh surprising but pleasantly surprising to see any amount of representation <laughs> uh just just thought of that cuz she gets stuck behind a black guy with an afro uh but uh, uh, perfect <laughs> i'm gl- i'm glad that's what you took away from that <laughs> Hey man, it it's it's different and surprising to see an anime. Okay, yeah. uh, so as they're watching, uh, another girl sort of sneaks in uh, to the anime club to to watch what they're all watching, and she sits by Asa, and then uh, a security big security guard looking dude he pops his head in, and the the girl who's just snuck in is asks Asa, "Hey, can I borrow your hat? Because Asa always wears this nice camouflage hat." And then she just steals the hat and then runs. Uh, it does not work. She's quickly found out. <laughs> the security guard sees through the hat disguise I and feel, starts chasing I, I, I can't believe it didn't work, honestly, because I feel like she should have been rendered invisible by that hat. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's true. I mean, it is camouflage. What's it for? If you can't put on a camouflage hat and make it work like an invisibility cloak, I am unsure of the purpose of it. Uh, so then, uh, obviously, Asa, she wants her hat back. Uh, Kanamori is just like, that. oh yeah, that's the rich model. Um, we might be able to make some money off this. Uh, Kanamori, <laughs> she's like, smells like cash. And then Asa's like, and adventure, which really sums up their characters in like two lines of dialogue. Uh, and I love it so the, much. The characters, of 
this show is amazing. It's phenomenal. The details they put in, right? It's absolutely incredible because uh, the the model whose name is uh, Mizusaki, uh, Mizu, uh, Kanamori, and Asa, uh, they're the three main characters. They're they're part of the film club. Blah blah blah, right? And every single detail that they put into making everything about each of them distinct. From their walks, to the food they eat, uh, to all of their interactions. It's so interesting to see. Uh, so, uh, they they quickly chase the model and the security guard, um, th- who are chased to, like, a different stage, sort of a stage production dealio. Um, and the, the model is arguing with the guard, who is, he's, he's like, supposed to keep watch over her, because she's rich, famous model girl, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and he's like, you know, your parents won't allow you to join anime club, which is reasonable. And hey, now, hold on. <laughs> I had some good and horrible times in anime club, and I'm all the better for it. I actually know how to talk to people now by doing what I was not supposed by by watching how poorly others did it in that club. <laughs> and look how well adjusted I am, Remington. I think anime club can be a good thing. Um, I didn't see many good things in my periphery, but I I've heard some not terrible things. Uh, is that- <laughs> Look, man, our our high school's anime club was not great. I'll be honest with you. I went to one or two meetings, and I was just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Nope, I'm going back to theater club. <laughs> Which obviously much is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh. So. Uh. Security guards telling. Uh. Telling Mizu that you can't join anime club. Your parents won't allow it. Uh. And meanwhile, Asa and Kanamori they're just listening, right? And Kanamori is like, "Hey, she likes anime. She could be your friend." And Asa's like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And Kanamori like hits a button that lifts them up to the stage level. Uh. And is like, "All right, here, let's make friends." Uh. Which is it's a trend of Asa being like, well, I want this, but I don't know, like, I don't want to actually, like, do it, though. And Kanamori being like, all right, so it's happening. Yeah, it's it's very much the extrovert forcing the introvert out of their shell type of thing. Yeah, I, I frankly, I think everyone needs a Kanamori in their life to just uh, put, put the fire under your ass and be like, hey, you're doing the thing that you want to or should do. I'm just, I'm just going to basically push you very firmly in that direction. We all, we all could use one, frankly. And that's why I live with Dylan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, they they kidnap the, the model uh, and save her in a nice little slapstick scene uh, where they make the stairs fall out from under uh, the security guard into, and he, he falls down into a hole and then they run off with the model, right? Um, the, the model spilled some milk on herself. They need to go to a laundromat. Um, and, and that's where they, they start talking and they, they figure out Asa and Mizu's, uh, shared love of drawings, right? Mizu loves the character drawings and, uh, the more organic things, whereas Asa is more the inorganic things, uh, settings, inanimate objects, etc. Major Uh, concept stuff. Oh yeah. They, they start drawing together. Um, they, they get wrapped up into the idea of drawing this little, uh, flying ship of sorts. That ends up being a nice dragonfly. And then we, we have a moment that we will have multiple of throughout this process of they get so immersed into the world that the show decides to depict it as if they're just in this world. So in this case, they are now just flying a dragonfly ship uh, across the city, uh, escaping from basically the security guard in his own little flying ship uh, in this absolutely beautiful and unique hand-drawn sketch style that's 
like a little rough around the edges, deliberately so, and absolutely beautiful for that reason. Uh, and you want to know what the best part about that? Those whole sequences are Rem. What the sound effects? Oh yes, yes, the sound effects. I have this written down later. Um, so because this is all like in their imagination through their drawings and stuff, all the sound effects are just like done by their mouths. So it's straight up just like boom, and just shit like that. Like they just. <laughs> That, that's that's the route they decided, which is so great. Uh, it's so fascinating and interesting. Already in the first episode, you they've been able to show off a little with the absolute creativity. They've set the scene. They've established the characters very well to not only do I have like an idea of these characters, but I feel like I know these characters on a personal level, especially Kanamori and Asa at this stage. Um, I love how, how energetic and passionate Asa and Mizu are. Uh, I love how absolutely sleazy Kanamori is. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything for a buck, basically, is Kanamori's MO. Uh, she'll take care of her friends, even though she, she'll do it in a very cold manner. Um, but also, give her ten dollars and... She'll and sell your soul. She'll sell your soul to the devil. Like, which is so great. Uh, she is practical to a T. Uh, so overall, really, really good first episode. Uh, I can already tell, like, between the whimsy, the the art style, the hand-drawn sketches, the delightful uh, sound effects they used in those moments, uh, the characterization, the physicality, which is amazing uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, the, it, it, this, this is a good show, y'all. If, if, you, if you had to see it, just, just go watch it before listening to the rest of what we have to say about it you won't be disappointed it's hard to convey the charm of this show without actually seeing it yourself because it is a love letter to animation and you should go watch it right it's now. so good and they, they will take moments where they like to describe and explain either overtly or uh or more subtly the ins and outs of animation or why things have to do the way they do um not just in like this is what the psychology of it this is the the how it's done um this is the methodology uh, also like here here's how here's like the practical advice to cut out on some time as we'll get to later uh it's so so fascinating and passionate and i i love to see it uh, episode two. We open up episode two with uh, Mizu, the model. She's crawling out of a sewer um, so that she can sneak out, basically. Um, she she goes, they they decide they need to start a new club. It can't be anime club because there's already an anime club. Um, so they go and chat and the person in charge of the club is like, well, you know, uh, we could use a feature length film club. And they're like, yeah, totally, 100%. And Asa's like, yeah, definitely. Anime will be great. And he's like, no, we already have an anime club. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, definitely not anime. Definitely just live action exactly what you said um and then they're like all right well you need an advisor and then this dude shows up who's like my beard is heavy i'll be the advisor and we've seen him like one more time after this in which he also says his beard is heavy um i don't, <laughs> I don't really know his name is mr fujimoto and i have no idea what his deal is <laughs> i i think he's just he's a big he's old he's a big question mark for me yes I would have liked to see Fujimoto be a little bit more interesting and relevant. Uh, I'm, it's not terrible that he's not, but that, it's one of the very few, very minor critiques I can have. Uh, so, you know, they just got, they just get made a club. So now they get their own abandoned warehouse. As you do. Uh, so it's just a, a small warehouse on the side of the school, which I'm just like, do, do all schools 
in Japan just have these weird shacks to the side of them? Like every uh, single one. And all of them are like abandoned as fuck. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess you guys can have it. Sure, why not? You have it unsupervised. Sure. I like every, so many anime that we've seen. <laughs> it just does not seem... Why? Well, I mean, there's a lot of focus on the extracurricular in a lot of Japanese school systems, so it makes sense that some of the older schools might have some older dilapidated buildings. Uh, But I wouldn't say every school has it, because <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't been to every high school in Japan. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, also... It, it's very probable that there are plenty of uh, unused club buildings, depending on how big the school was when it was built and the current population of the local area. <laughs> Uh, not only do they get their own little warehouse, but if they successfully get permission for like from the budget council, then they can get up to like 1500 bucks a year for their club, uh, which is really good. God damn. What the yeah, fuck? No, what club budgets? And then, like, earlier, they were talking about, uh, like, how much money they, they had to be able to spend for supplies and, like, working on the warehouse and stuff. And uh, the the rich girl had something like $1,000 for, like, a New Year's gift. And, or no, she, she guessed, like, $1,000 that, like, the hat cost. Some, some conversation like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and... Asa, she she mentioned how high quality of hat was, and it was like it costs two hundred and ten dollars for the hat, and and even she was just like, oh yeah, th we we have a working class New Year's gift here, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Two hundred ten dollars to purchase a hat, and two hundred ten dollars—that's just like a little New Year's gift, and that's working class for you? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm a broke ass bitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all we're we're very. This is it is known. <laughs> It is known. Like, it's further emphasized by their, uh, their, uh, saying rest in peace to their, uh, uh, re repair budget. Yeah, yeah, they, they quickly go through, like, $300 a, eh? uh, but, oh, man, they, they have so much more money than I am, and they're, they're bemoaning how broke they are. I wish I could make money that easily, or, or just get that money as a gift. Good God. Uh. So head on over to patreon.com slash anime out of context. <laughs> the real subtle, the real subtle plugs for our shit. Oh man! How how does he do it? How does how does he he so casually weave it in, and you, you hardly even notice? It's an artistry. I am a master Sean. of subtle advertising, Remington. <laughs> Little did you know, we've been sponsored by Game Fuel this whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> just just subliminally. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, they, they start just having fantasies about, like, what to do with the warehouse, start dreaming it up. We get some more imagination sequences, is what I'm gonna call them. Um, they, they start chatting, uh, up to get some supplies, um, and at one point, Asa falls off the warehouse, and Kanamori films it, and is like, hey, maybe we can sell this clip to, like, uh, Japan's funniest home videos. Yeah. Uh, and, and they do. Uh, that, that's what they sell for 300 bucks. Uh, nice and easy. Uh, you would might even say easy breezy. Uh, easy breezy, baby. Which, all right, so that's the song for the intro, right? Right. Uh, and great song. Just great intro. Such a weird, wonky fucking intro, and I love it. It's... I, I have a confession to you, Remington. Yep. I kind of want to get a commission of just you, me, and Dylan in the three <laughs> oh poses. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. That would be... I feel like that would be great. <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? Maybe. I, I might be down for that. We'll, we'll negotiate. Uh, wait, wait, which one would be which? D- Dylan well, Dylan is Kanamori because he's, right. he's stoic and cynical uh, about this world. Uh, and it keeps us grounded. I mean, I'm all, I'm also cynical, but I'm not stoic, so it doesn't quite work. No. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, th- I, guess you, I guess you're awesome. <laughs> Are you saying I have gremlin energy? You have a little bit of gremlin energy. Plus, I think Asa has more of a passion for anime. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Mizu loves anime as well and is also extremely passionate. Yeah, but uh, she's definitely a lot. She's like the extroverted, uh, dairy, dairy, bubbly girl. So I feel like that does fit you a little bit. Yep, yep. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> Oh God. Uh anyway, so uh so that's episode two. Episode three, they're setting up uh the warehouse, they have a sign, they're repairing the roof. Uh they're also getting very distracted. Kanamori is trying to keep uh Mizu and Asa in line, but they see a butterfly and they do a little uh, oh, butterfly dance, I guess. <laughs> they're just really excited about the butterfly. Yeah. Uh Kanamori gets their attention and then they see a raccoon and they do a raccoon dance because they're just super fucking excited about the raccoon. Uh and Kanamori's like, Good God, fix the roof, please, dear God. <laughs> uh so so they go to do that. Uh, it starts hailing and it and unfortunately uh their ladder falls down, so they're stuck up there. Kanamori working on shit and she's blocked the door, uh, so she can't get outside quickly. And and they're like, Oh, we help us, Kanamori, oh no. So she just breaks through a fucking wall. Uh, and it, when she breaks through the wall, she's like, all right, I'll put the ladder up. And they're like, oh, no, we just slid down the, the gutter rail. So we're, we're fine. <laughs> you broke the wall for no reason, Kanamori. Uh, and Kanamori's like, all right, give me m- milk to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ultimate currency. Uh, A I'm week's not, worth of milk. I should mention, I, I just can't do any of the, like, I, I'm, I'm listing the events as they happen, and I'm sort of talking about them, and I, I could try to talk about, like, oh, they are charming, but it's nearly impossible to express how charming they are or exactly why. Um, like, I can talk about how when they were repairing the ceiling, they were ta- it was the, um, an imagination sequence of them repairing uh, the hole on their spaceship uh, and limited oxygen, blah, 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 blah. I can talk about this, but I, I can't do it justice. Well, we can just go back into broad strokes for the rest of this. You don't have to do the play-by-play for the whole thing. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's a very broad strokes kind of thing that you just have to go and watch and experience yourself. Because uh, guess what, guys? Anime is a visual medium. It's true. Uh, it's true. And this is a visual treat. It, it's a treat. treat so, so they're like, how do we prepare for our presentation to get that budget allowed to us? Well, we, we have to create an actual feature, right? We got to create a little clip. Uh, we got to create an anime. And what's it going to be? Uh, what about a, a tank and machete girl? And they're fighting. All right, cool. There it is. Uh, so they, they plan that out a little bit. Episode four, it's progress towards that. You get some drawing and uh, a combination of hard work and shortcuts. Because Kanamori is like, hey, yo, so uh, if, if you keep trying to lovingly craft every single frame, we're not going to have anything done by the time we need to. So here's some things that you can focus on. And they're like, well, yeah, but we want it to be lovingly crafted. And it's like, all right, lovingly craft this part of it and then take shortcuts for these parts that matter less. Right. Uh, and 
in many other shows, they could have presented Kanamori as like sort of villainous, like these shortcuts as being a bad thing. Uh, but this show doesn't do that. this. It, it shows the shortcuts as like unfortunate. Like ideally you would like to be able to lovingly craft every single detail, uh, but it's just not feasible. So it's like they're unfortunate, but also necessary to a large extent. Yep, and uh, the anime industry in particular always tries to do the most with the minimal budget possible. That's why you'll see a lot of very uh, strong still frames, uh, as well as a bunch of really cool animation when the Sakuga actually hits, but it's also very mixed in. They try to blend it together in a very budget-friendly and very interesting way. And that's yeah. when, a good, when a good anime makes it so they don't notice uh, the times of still frames versus the times of Sakuga, that's how you can tell it's a good show. Like this one, for example. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they actually like go through different a few examples of different shortcuts that they take, what their purpose is, uh, when they work and when they work less, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Which is really interesting to see. Uh, and eventually they go to the budget council and they show off uh, their film. And it's super interesting to, to see this film because you see it in its entirety and everything they've discussed or talked about or that you've seen bits and pieces of, all of it exists right here. Like they, they don't just like allude to it or be like, oh man, this is what we're working on. No, it's like, this is what we were working on in here. Now you see what we were talking about earlier here. That element is right here, uh, which is super neat. I really, I really was digging it. Uh, and of course, uh, it's, it's approved. Uh, they, they, they get their budget. Congratulations. Um, and finally episode five, we, we open up with robot crime. Um, just some robot noir. I'm not going to explain that further. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you? How could I? The point of noir is a mystery. After it's a mystery. All. What the fuck do I mean by robot noir? It's noir, but with robots. Uh, <laughs> and we get introduced to the robot club who are giving a commission to, uh, to film club being like, Hey, we want a really cool robot anime, uh, to feature our cool robot that we made and that we're working on. Uh, so they do that. Uh, they accept it. And then they go explore some tunnels for some, uh, idea for setting and stuff. Right. Uh, and they think of a good monster for the robot to fight the great, uh, the great crabtal, um, <laughs> half crab, half turtle, all crabtal. Uh, they, they get in a little bit of trouble where it collapses and you might think Crabtals like all the way down. <laughs> oh my God. And you might think like, Oh, this, this could be a problem that there's, they, it, they just collapsed in these tunnels and they're trapped in like a hole basically. Uh, but Asa has like a weird amount of survival gear. So she's able to get them out of it pretty easily. And they're just like, Oh, okay. And it's just like, yeah, that's just how Asa is. Don't worry about it. Otaku's gonna otaku. <laughs> Eventually, uh, after coming up with some ideas, they go back, talk with Robot Club, be like, hey, here's our ideas. And we get a very good insight on, like, dealing with unreasonable clients, which anybody who has done any type of freelance work knows about. That good old, yep. like, all right, here's yep. what we're thinking. And then they're like, well, what about this thing that's contradictory or impossible or unreasonable or doesn't work? And you're like, all right, well, no. And they're like, well, what if it's exactly your thing, but changed in a way that doesn't make sense or that they can't elaborate upon? And it's like, also, no. Uh, so, so we get some nice insight on that. Uh, and, yeah, and eventually, guys, if you're going to commission anything, fucking 
Treat your artists with respect and try and be as clear as possible. Holy shit, it, they, do they deserve it. it. It's true. It's very true. Uh, and, and we end with another imagination sequence uh, about robots. Uh, overall, this is a phenomenal show. Like, once again, I, I wish I could adequately describe it, but it's all of the little things. Like, the big picture isn't really what the show is about. I mean, I to a certain extent, like, love letter to animation. That's the big picture, sure. Um, but what makes it good is all of the details when it comes to characterization, relationships, animation, physical comedy, uh, which it has some of the best slapstick and physical comedy we've seen in a while. Uh, Asa, at one point, she's spooked and she turns on her goddamn light-up shoes, uh, <laughs> like you would have in second grade, uh, which is a great moment. Just all of this absurdity and over-the-top nonsense, uh, I, I, I adore it. It's really, really good. You can see why I put it, you know, near the top for my anime of the year, right? 100%. And I always love this, like, slice of life showing the humanity, but also having the utmost passion of something. It, it reminded me a lot of, like, like, take just Asa, right? Even though this comparison could be expanded further. Asa, I feel like, is a combination of, of, of a Mr. Gibbles, good old Studio Ghibli character, mixed with, like, up, uh, right? Uh, just combine those two, and you have... Awesome. And in large part, you have like what this show is, which is singing its praises because that, that's a mighty fine combo. I, I, I want to say more, but I don't know what else to say. I just want you, listeners, watch the show. Go and watch yeah. it right now. You see, Rem, this is kind of why it was hard for me to choose an anime of the year. Uh, I said it in the first half. Uh, this was obviously going to be one of my big contenders. Uh, but guess what? It's hard to talk about without seeing it. It's and trying, true. And trying to convince people to see it is basically what we're trying to do at this point. Uh, and people who have seen it and want to come back and listen to it, uh, this show, can probably get a better idea of how good it actually is. Uh, and, and what we're trying to say, trying to convey. We're trying to get our emotions across to you people. You know, can you feel us? Can you feel us deep inside your soul right now? I'm sorry that we're there, but we'll we'll get out of there eventually, just as soon as the episode's <laughs> over. But I, this is, it's such a feeling-centric show that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dive into it head first, man. Uh, whereas a lot of the other shows that are on my higher up list are either edgy action stuff, which I really enjoyed, or, you know, uh, there's just a lot of, this, this year was rough for anime. Uh, in fact, that a lot of, there wasn't any clear victors, Rem, uh, for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And since I disregard second seasons when I'm choosing my anime of the year because it's not fair, uh, it's a little hard to choose. I think I'm probably just going to bite the bullet and say that this is my favorite anime of the year, uh, even though there are probably going to be some people who are like, no, this one's better. What about Dore Hidoro? Or however you say that one. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's oh, it's good. It's weird. It's fine. Uh, uh, but, like, there's just something about the human nature of a show like this that really gets to me. I'm right there with you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, care to take a guess at what this is rated on, Mal? It better be over an eight. Uh, I want to say... I okay. Let I'm gonna I'm gonna put some faith into the weebs. Given what I know about like other ratings, I'm gonna say like eight point three. I'm going high with it. Sorry, you cut out there. What was that? I'm going eight point three. I'm going high with it. Eight point three. Uh, with only see, this is where we're gonna. This is where it's gonna surprise you. With only seventy four thousand ratings, <laughs> which is low. Yep. Uh, this anime has an eight point one seven. I I disagree. Logan Rogue got that is a very respectable rating. Um, I I did. I, it's not that I disagree with the rating in of itself. I disagree with the things that weebs rate higher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, just scrolling through some of these reviews, I'm seeing a couple fives and fours, and I'm what? just trying to figure out what's wrong with what? them. What? I yeah. don't like. Don't get me wrong. If if you oh, there's a three in there. That's if you are like exclusively like shonen or edgy trash, you need it to be high action or super extreme uh, or something like that, and that's the only thing you're interested in. Obviously, you will not like this show. Why uh, are you watching it in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Place? You <laughs> the the show is not like subtle about what it is though. So I feel like I feel like if if you know what it is. You'll have a good idea about whether you should like it or not. Yeah, uh, just the occasional three I'm seeing is really breaking my heart. Blows my mind. Because, I mean, just that first episode alone should be enough to give this a solid at least six for pe- for people who aren't into it. I completely agree. But we we are, are not the weeb masses, Sean. Uh, nope. Thank goodness for that. We just happen to have some taste. Uh, <laughs> oh, but... I suppose without further ado, Ren, the only thing left to ask is any chance you'd like to watch uh, any more Azoken with me? I, I would absolutely love to. Yes, please. All right. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed us trying to explain the feelings in our hearts, even though that's really hard to do in an audio only medium, then please head on over to whatever podcasting platform you listen on and leave us a review, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is a great way to do it. And as previously mentioned ever so subtly by me, if you'd like to support us even more directly, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash anime out of context where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including getting the opportunity to hear poor Remington mispronounce your name, or phrase, as some people like to use. So, Rem, <laughs> who are we thinking, uh, thanking this week? Well, of course, I would like to send my regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. Uh, but moving on, I want to talk about our yandere waifus, uh, who... Uh, I, I was going to make a tasteless joke, and I just decided against it because it doesn't feel right, this anime. Um, <laughs> they, they you're, you're trying to hold on to some semblance of dignity? <laughs> they stop us from making tasteless jokes when we shouldn't. And on that list, we have Matthew B., Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Redneck Weeb, Kitty, Yuno Gasai, Yuliana, The Booty Knight, Snap Snips, Sean Oni-chan Baka-Uwu, Sean Basement Dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan Zubs Rollins. I, I mean, just because that's true doesn't mean you have to uh, throw it at me so accurately. <laughs> Sarah Birch, Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Remington is not a man of culture, Foxen Boy, Remington Merrill, Rem's hot takes burned my house, but Sean's cool head made me an igloo. Ready to be isekai Rem I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Mahu no Pug Tears, Lonely Geek 23, Kyle Welsh, Kazu Morocco, Jax. Jacob Livingston, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. That's a great one right there. Ichigo Simp 015. I bought a high-end audio system for Dylan's buttery intros. Hwood. Hey Sean, seeming uh, seeming how you understood my name last week. Who is best Hololive EN girl? Uh, do, do you have a quick answer for that, Sean? Uh, my personal favorite off the top of my head is Amelia. Uh, yeah, Amelia. All right, Gl- Glenn Michael Dolan. Uh, Farmer, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Weeb. Echidna is best girl. Devin McCutcheon. Darth Pikachu. Dark Swarm 713. Cheese Monkey. Castaway. Ariel Bird. Apostle of the Church of Remington. Andrew Sinclair. Andrew Rowicki. Elise Howard. Alexander Nasi Insenio. They absolutely every single one of you. You all are fantastic. But we move on. We get to the boy wizard tier. And you know what? I'm feeling nice and opulent here. Everyone on the boy wizard tier, they are going to get one of the most expensive Harry Potter items to ever been sold. Oh my god. Have you hit bedrock yet? 
I keep coming up with them and I'll I'll keep finding something. So, uh, Brown Mamba, congratulations. You're getting the most expensive one, which is uh one of seven manuscript copies of the Tales of the Beetle and the ba the Beetle the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Jesus. Uh Sean, any idea for how much uh that manuscript copy sold for? Nice nice I mean it's got to be like 5 galleons surely at least uh well appro approximately it's 483,906 dollars uh how, which how is dollars wait what we're not we're not doing like the actual conversion rates uh, even though no. granted the money system in Harry Potter makes no fucking sense and it frustrates <laughs> me to no end yeah no we're keeping things simple and american okay cool so half a grand awesome uh well, you mean half a mil half a, oh 500,000 oh i didn't catch that yes no no not just 500,000 500, sean too much I don't care. I don't care how how ancient <laughs> that book is. That's too much. Not even a mad. That ain't even a magic book. <laughs> Spicy Log Horizon is one of the best written isekai. Use the BS rule hot take. Uh, congratulations! You're going to Hogwarts because you are getting a Harry Potter's Hogwarts acceptance letter that was sold for over nine thousand dollars. Uh, I mean, okay, there are fucking hundreds of those somewhere. <laughs> You got gypped. I've seen the first movie and read the first book. There are hundreds of those fuckers. Rare, please do more cute girls doing cute things shows. Kumiko, we, we sort of got you this week. Uh, it's almost, it's adjacent to the category. Uh, you get Harry Potter's glasses, which sold for $20,000. Uh, Pilkster, the Symphogear advocate, you are getting the Lumos Maxima Sterling Silver Charm Bracelet, which sold for $26,000. Okay, hold on, hold on. Back the fuck up. Are these real things or fictional things? Because I'm, I'm starting to lose touch with reality right now. These are real things that m most of them are just props. So. Oh, like these are actual the film props. Yeah, most of them, yes. Okay, then you definitely got gypped with the letters. <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, oh, did I just do Pilkster or am I on Pilkster? Uh, yeah, you did, you just did Pilkster because I remember saying you something about a Symphogear advocate. All right, cool. Uh, Miguel Delion, you get, uh, Sirius Black's gray linen overcoat that sold for $17,000. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Sirius Black, but I don't love him for $17,000. Uh, MT the Poet, you are getting the first edition and first printing of the Philosopher's Stone, which sold for $162,000. No, no, <laughs> that's not, no, don't. <laughs> no book should be worth that much unless it was fucking found in a Mayan temple. <laughs> I call Bone Drew Daddy. Uh, you get J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter chair, which sold oh. for nearly $400,000. You don't want that. It's been touched by filth. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, That's shit. not a hot take anymore. Do some research if you think that that is a hot take. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, frack me, Mr. Peanut Butter. You, uh, you, you have a good, uh, good life in Quidditch. You're getting the Golden Snitch, which sold for $7,000. Uh, okay. I'm starting to think that's more reasonable. More reasonable? I mean, when the letter sold for, 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 for nine. No, I think the letter sold for about that. What would the letter sell for? You said like 9,000 or something, I think. Oh yeah, I it was, was 9,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, like, at least the snitch is more iconic. Yeah, I prefer a $7,000 snitch. Uh, Enrique $9, Perez Torres. Paper. <laughs> Enrique Perez Torres. Uh, you are going to get, uh, you know what? You're, you're getting a, a simpler one, one that's feasible to get. Uh, you are getting the full Diagon Alley Lego set, uh, which 
for for this lovely Lego set, which is high quality, it is $400. Uh, so this is a more commercially viable oh, product, no. but still uh. a bit much. Oh, God. Ten-year-old Sean is freaking out of that Lego price tag. <laughs> uh, Delina Perez, you are getting Harry's training broom, uh, which sold for $11,500. The shitty, shitty broom in the first movie? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Not even, like, a Nimbus or Firebolt. No, just the, the shitty, shitty broom that literally every other person had and was probably one of those and not the actual one that uh, Radcliffe used. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, God. And they say podcasting is predatory. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we have the dedicated sadist, uh, who, what better way than to uh, torture your your friends and, and have your sadistry than, uh, than a Harry Potter chess set. Uh, okay. Which, okay. this chess set, I should mention, it is uh, voice activated. Huh? So that you can actually uh, control it and give orders uh, just like you've always dreamed. So it's wizard's chess without the actual pieces beating the shit out of each other. Um, and the the price it looks to be uh three hundred dollars. I don't know. It's vague. Mm. It's vaguely priced. Apparently, that, that, it was from Kickstarter. Oof, oof. That's a definite. That's a definite. You're gonna want to hold off on that. No, one, that's but. something else. That's not even the one I was looking at. What's going on? Who knows how much it is? But it's Harry Potter themed and voice activated, so it's expensive. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna cut. If I'm gonna get any of these things, the Lego set seems like the most reasonable one. I mean, and, it's only four hundred. Uh, yeah, and even then, I, I I don't think in good conscience as an adult I could buy that. Uh, for for that price, you could get two camouflage hats. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to our Chef in the Musco, our Cory in the house here. And, uh, you know, we, we just covered an anime that's all about passions, chasing your dreams. Uh, I'm I'm giving out dreams today. Um, Sean, do I give out general dreams or do I give out my own dreams? Do I give my dreams out to the masses? Uh, I'll be honest. I feel like you should save that for another time because I'll be honest, uh, your dreams are a little bit, a bit concerning. <laughs> Uh, gen general, general dreams. Uh, you know, uh, you, uh, what I'm gonna here. Here's what I'll do. Perfect. All right. So, uh, touchy diplomat, touchy diplomat. Uh, you are going to have. Oh no. Here's what. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. All right. Uh, so all Chef Namuskos. You know what you guys are gonna get. You guys. Uh, because we just covered an anime all about uh dreams and aspirations. You are going to get dreams and aspirations. Uh. From from Sean. Uh, don't worry, I'll be the one saying them. But these are Sean's dreams and aspirations. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So, Great. so, uh, touchy diplomat. Um, you you have Sean's uh one of his greatest dreams that uh his two dimensional waifu will become a three dimensional waifu, but still be fully anime. Um, and that he oh, will God. finally finally feel affection from her. Uh, so uh, mm, that's I'd, you... have some, I'd have to do some deep thinking about which character that is. <laughs> Uh, Silk Inspector, uh, <laughs> you you have Sean's dream that uh, that he doesn't need to put, ever put his body pillows into the wash to de to make them less sticky. That they they just will never become sticky through repeated use. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Zachary Shirley wants you to remember the Indian in the cupboard and surely you, the dream you want from Sean is, uh, his dream to be, uh, to be, a, a great shonen protagonist in a harem isekai so that everyone can finally think that he's a badass. Um, what anime do you want to revisit the most? 
Uh, I, I don't know the most. I'd like to revisit like this one and also some from way, way back when. Yeah, hey, Promise uh, Neverland second season just started. So. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be a great one. I'd love that. Uh, Mirai Niki uh, would be another great one. Uh, you, you know, all the ones I've talked about before. Uh, you mm-hmm. get Sean's great dream, uh, speaking of, that uh, eventually uh, I, I will be a weeb and I don't judge him for his degeneracy, which he pretends doesn't doesn't hurt him emotionally, uh, but does break his heart a little bit more every time. Uh, see, that's not a dream. That's fucking high fantasy. <laughs> Uh, emotional Ahigao Uwu, Tolkien, for Waluigi sake. for life, oh, oh, uh, you, very fittingly, uh, you, you get Sean's, great, one of his greatest dreams to wake up in bed next to Waluigi smoking that cigarette, uh, and, and Sean turns over and says, was it good for you? And Waluigi replies, wah! That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare. I thought we were doing dreams, Remington. This was a nightmare. <laughs> Last but not least, we have the Almighty Sinner, who is getting um Sean's deepest secret dream. Um, this one unrelated to anime. Amazingly, you you might think that it's it's not there, but uh, but it does exist. Uh, and it's it's for him to become uh one of the best ice skaters in the world and to have a very very attractive teacher where he has a a blooming relationship with them um completely unrelated to anime keep in mind uh so yeah i think i think that was pretty accurate sean all of all of those yeah i think you covered your top spots uh well i mean sure if you really want to i don't know do a surface level dig we really don't have time to go into the existential stuff because that's going to get a little weird (laughs) and if you'd like to contact us whether it's for a comment question feedback or recommendation you can tweet us at anime Conpod on twitter or send an email over onto anime out of context at gmail.com once again guys thank you all so much for tuning in and as always don't fuck your sister I, have you been told that you're lovable has anybody ever told you that in your life <laughs>